0: to the Best Football Show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Friday, April 7th, and this is the Best Football Show Podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that auto-download button so you get all the episodes first. And while you're at it, leave a five-star review as all those things help the show grow. All right, the draft is exactly three weeks away and really one of the more interesting drafts we've had coming up in a long time. And why is that? Because there's, as always, quarterback-needy teams at the top. But what isn't always the case is you could talk to people that have the fourth quarterback of the main four, listed as number one or you could talk to guys that have the number one guy listed as number four there is just really no consensus among who the best quarterback or even really second third and fourth is among cj stroud bryce young will levis and anthony richardson so those four guys are the four that you think are going to be well i know are going to be the first four quarterbacks off the board the question is When do they go? Obviously, I think we would all expect at one and two, there's going to be quarterbacks taken to the Carolina Panthers and Houston Texans. But after that, do the Colts take one? Do the Seahawks take one? Would the Lions dare take one? The Falcons need a quarterback. You can make an argument for the Raiders, despite the fact they just signed Jimmy Garoppolo. So there is a chance that four quarterbacks go in the top 10, with none of them really being a sure thing. There is one I like clearly the most out of all four. But lots of question marks on these quarterbacks. So it is a reminder this year that you never want to be at the top of the draft for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons is if you're at the top, you don't really you probably don't have a quarterback and you're kind of at the mercy of which quarterbacks are available that year. Teams can talk and say that, oh, well, we won't take one if we don't like them. Bottom line is if you're in the top 10, top five, and you need a quarterback, you're taking one of those quarterbacks. So I think with the draft three weeks away, and look, we're going to get into a lot more draft stuff. Best players, ranking the college quarterbacks, best edge dra- all those things. But to start it off, I wanted to look at the top 10 picks of the draft because I think those are the, the, the most interesting. I also think this is a draft that after, I mean, you could make the argument like the eighth pick, but really I think after 10 and 11, you see a major drop off in the quality of the prospect. I think that ultimately there are just simply not, 31, you know, because one team, the the Dolphins will have a first round pick this year. There's just not 31 players in this draft that I would have graded as first round prospects. So not a super deep draft. Nonetheless, there will be players taken. So let's get into it. Number one overall, Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich is their new head coach. I got a chance to cover Frank in Philadelphia when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And to me, I think it's very clear who he is going to take. I believe the first pick in the draft will be Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Why is he going to pick Stroud? A, when he was with the Eagles, they always had big quarterbacks, always. Carson was big. Nick Foles was big. The ones they drafted were big. They even brought in Christian Hackenberg briefly, right? The, the, the team that he was at where he really kind of cut his teeth as, a, as an offensive coordinator, got him the head coaching job, they want big quarterbacks. So when you look about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, I think Stroud's size, flat out 6'3", 218 pounds, I mean, he's considerably bigger than Bryce Young. But it's not just about that. I think the main difference between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young is the accuracy. When I look at C.J. Stroud, I see a quarterback that can stand in the pocket, is very accurate, has good size. He's a big moment player. He played in big games, made big plays against big opponents. We all saw what he did in the college football playoffs. So you know that you're getting someone that can carry the weight. The Ohio State's a college, but it's really a franchise. Someone that you know can carry the weight of it. on on his shoulders. So I believe in him as a person, at least from afar. Obviously, none of us really get a chance to talk super close to CJ Stroud. The Panthers will. But from afar, I think he has the personality to be a franchise quarterback. I also think he has mobility. I, I don't think he's... Look, he's not Jalen Hurts. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Josh Allen. But I think he can run an RPO offense. Like, if you have him as your quarterback... I think he is a good enough runner that the defense has to respect the fact that he could keep the ball. And that's a major difference when we talk about some of these other quarterbacks. So I think CJ Stroud is able to run an RPO offense, and I think that's a big part for Frank Wright. But the most important part, I think he's a very accurate passer. If you look at what he did at Ohio State, he can throw the deep ball. He has good touch on short passes. He can hit from the sideline. He can float passes over the middle. Like He can make all the throws. And he's extremely accurate. And I think that is by far the biggest difference between C.J. Stroud and the rest of these quarterbacks. So at number one, I believe the Panthers will take C.J. Stroud. At number two, I think the Texans are going to take Bryce Young. I think that this was meant to be. It seems like he's a perfect fit for them. Um, And here's my thing about Bryce Young. Like C.J. Stroud, I think he is ready for the moment personally. I think the Texans can feel good about Bryce Young, the person, being their franchise quarterback. And that really, really matters when you tie your franchise to someone. That's especially what they are doing with the number two overall pick. And I think there's a lot of positives about Bryce Young. He's a playmaker. Like, so many plays in the NFL are off script. I think sometimes when you talk about a quarterback like moving or getting out of the pocket, you think that you know it's a small percentage of plays. I would say about half the plays in the NFL, from the minute the ball is snapped, are almost off script. Like the defense is different than what everyone expected. There's a missed block, a receiver runs a run a wrong route. And I think Bryce Young's best quality is he can make something from nothing. And he is someone that with Houston, which is certainly not a great place right now from a roster perspective, he's going to be running for his life quite a bit. And I know that's not why you take someone early on, but I do think He has a special quality. Like He's a way better runner, I think, than C.J. Stroud. Uh, We could debate Anthony Richardson. I mean, I think Richardson is is a great runner. To me, Bryce Young's a little more electric because Richardson is is so much bigger. But ultimately, Bryce Young will also be able to run the RPO stuff. Uh, He has a good enough arm. I don't think his arm is as good as C.J. Stroud's. The biggest question for me is Bryce Young from the pocket. Is he going to be able to sit back in the pocket, Undersized and win that way. And I know you need a quarterback that runs in today's NFL. I truly do believe that. I think it's a very important quality, but he also has to be able to win from the pocket. And I'm not as sure about Bryce Young as I am with CJ Stroud. So when I combine what I think Frank Reich likes in a quarterback with the fact that the Texans are probably going to take a quarterback, I think it's going to go CJ Stroud, then Bryce Young. Next up, Arizona. And this is really the first interesting pick of the draft because Who knows what they'll do? They could trade the pick. And if they don't, I do think they will go defense. And of those defensive guys, I think Will Anderson Jr. and Jalen Carter from Georgia are the two players that could go there. Once again, got a chance to cover this head coach, Jonathan Gannon, in Philadelphia. Defensive guy. They have a quarterback in Kyler Murray. I don't think they're going to take a receiver. I don't think there's an offensive lineman worth worth this pick. So I do think they will go defense. And with that, I think they're going to go with someone that obviously can disrupt the quarterback. I don't think they're going to go corner back here. So with Willie Anderson and Jalen Carter. Ultimately, I think they'll pick Will Anderson because he's an edge rusher. You saw what Hassan Reddick did in Philadelphia under Gannon. They had him rush standing up. They put his uh, hands in the ground. They moved him to different sides. Will Anderson will be able to do that type of stuff. Only he has more of a prototypical edge rusher body than Hassan Reddick did. He's by far the best edge rusher in the class. 27 and a half sacks over the last two years. And I think he fits a need for the Cardinals. So I think Will Anderson goes third overall to the Cardinals. Number four, Indianapolis Colts. This is where I think Will Levis of Kentucky goes. So, why does he go over Anthony Richardson? I think Will Levis, like Richardson, is a project. He's not as good as CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, but I do think he is more developed right now as a passer than Anthony Richardson is. So, while I think the Colts would be fine with, uh, you know, would be fine with Gardner Minshew starting a few games if he had to. I think they're they're drafting someone here to develop now. What Anthony Richardson has going for him is he would be electric in Shane Steichen again, another head coach I covered in Philadelphia. But he would be electric in that RPO offense if that's what he run. I don't think Will Levis is. I think he's the worst runner of the class, and maybe that factors in with the Colts. But I think Will Levis also has. Maybe the second best arm in the draft. And you could make an argument for first just based off arm strength. I think CJ Stroud's a better passer. But Will Levis, I think has uh he can make all the throws, super strong arm, prototypical body for a quarterback in terms of just size and how much he weighs. Not as good of a runner, and that is part of it. And he also has some pass passing um Issues to work on. He has accuracy issues. Now it's worth noting he did not have a lot of talent around him in Kentucky, and I think that's part of it. Still completed sixty-five percent of his passes, which will certainly get you by in today's NFL. I mean, you maybe want to get a little higher, but if he can complete sixty-five percent of his passes in Indianapolis, I think he, you know, they'll take that his rookie year. So Will Levis, they finally get the quarterback to build around. Finally get the quarterback to develop, and I think you will see the Colts take a quarterback. So number five. I think Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech goes here. The Seahawks need an edge rusher. You know, it goes Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and then, in my opinion, you know, somewhat of a drop off. Like Nolan Smith might be number three for me, but ultimately he's extremely undersized. So if they don't take an edge rusher here, it's a major drop off later if they trade back or if they wait till the second round. So Tyree Wilson out of Texas, massive human being. Will be able to have you know good bull rushes against all the tackles he goes against. Needs to develop some pass rushing moves. He's not like lightning quick off the line, but he has an NFL body. He has production, and I think he would be a good pick for them uh, at number five. If they're looking for an edge rusher. All right, so at this point, Jalen Carter has still not gone. I do think there is some truth to the fact that he is going to drop a little bit. I think the Cardinals take Will Anderson over him. The Colts won't take him. And I think the Seahawks go edge over interior. But ultimately, he's too talented to fall this far. And while the Lions might not have the biggest need at defensive tackle, you can't tell me uh, that Dan Campbell and the Lions wouldn't love to add The player that some feel is the best player in the entire draft. So I think Jalen Carter goes number five. The Lions get another stud player to add to what has been a really good offseason. Look, Jalen Carter can do it all. He might be a double-digit sack guy from the interior. He'll be able to get pressure right away on the quarterback as the cop car drives by me. I apologize for that. Um, He'll be able to get pressure on the quarterback. He'll make the edge rushers there better. He'll make Aiden Hutchinson better. So you add Jalen Carter, you feel good about your defensive line, and that's that. The next pick, the Las Vegas Raiders, I think they go Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern. You have to protect a quarterback. I don't think they go Anthony Richardson. I do think that they will go offensive line. I just don't think at this point it's worth for them to commit to somebody. They can start Jimmy G for a year, but build around them. Build around them so that when you do draft that quarterback... He has a good offensive line in front of him. Skoronsky, in my opinion, is the best offensive lineman in the draft. Slightly undersized for, uh, you know, with his arm, his wingspan, which is not ideal for a tackle, but he was very, very good as a pass rusher at Northwestern. Big body outside of the arm length. He could move inside to guard if you really needed him to, but ideally at this pick, you want to tackle, and I think he can do that. So I think Peter Skoronsky will go seventh to the Raiders. Number eight. Anthony Richardson, he's off the board. I don't think he makes it outside of the top 10. The positive of Anthony Richardson is he probably has the best, like if you took a ball of clay and molded a quarterback, I think the quarterback you would come up with would look the closest to Anthony Richardson of all the prospects in this draft. Cannon for an arm, good size, electric you know very very good runner like I said maybe not electric in in the Bryce Young way where Bryce Young is more small and shifty Anthony Richardson will run you over run past you he will get an 80 yard run at some point in the NFL like he has all the tools he is just a horrendous passer at this point like when you look at his passes in Florida when you look at his completion percentage he was in the 50s like he is just he's got a long way to go as a passer and I think the Falcons while they can pretend like they're not going to draft a quarterback He's he's good for them there. Right. Like they they're not expected to compete this year. They have an offensive head coach. They can develop them. And ultimately, if you're the Falcons, you have to take a quarterback sooner or later to build around. So Anthony Richardson goes number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Number nine, the Chicago Bears. Like ideally, I think they would want to go offensive line. I mean, I know they have some solid pieces there. I just don't know if there's a player worth taking at this spot. So then you can look and go defense, right? Like you could go Witherspoon out of Illinois, who I originally had them taking. You could um, you know, try to take another edge rusher. You could look at an interior guy. I think defensive players are the best players on the board, but you have Justin Fields. You have to get him some some weapons. So ultimately, I look at uh, who's available to him. Quinton Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU. I also had them taking him, but the more I think about it, man... I think Jackson Smith out of uh, Ohio State is the move here. He can play in the slot. He can play on the outside. I think Quentin Johnson is a little close to Chase Claypool, which isn't why you take a player, but something to consider when you're just you know down to one or two. Jackson Smith put up ideal numbers at Ohio State when he still had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave around him. Some people felt he's better than both of them, and we also Garrett Wilson came to the NFL and do did as did Chris Olave. I think Jackson Smith is perfect for Justin Fields. He's a professional wide receiver. He'll come in as a great route runner, and I think he'll be excellent in Chicago. So they get Justin Fields as another weapon, and I think that'd be a good pick for the Bears at number nine. Number 10 to route off the top 10 is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, they've been tied to Bijan Robinson. I do not think they will take him at number 10. You could look at Luke Van Ness out of Ohio, uh, Iowa. I don't think they'll take him nolan smith a possibility but a bit undersized for him i almost gave them nolan smith i really think khalil Canty out of pittsburgh might be the move here for them and that's what i'm going to give him in this mock draft undersized for an interior guy for sure but maybe i mean not the best pass rushing defensive tackle because jalen carter has that but outside of him i think he's definitely the best uh they just lost javon hargrave i think he's someone that one-on-one will be very tough for opposing offensive linemen on the interior to block really quick comes with a good set of pass rush moves proven record getting the quarterback proven record bringing him down you could argue that he'll have trouble with double teams but if it comes to a team double teaming him because he's getting so much pressure that's not a bad thing i mean that's you know two on him and someone else there is going to be free so I think Khalil Kansi makes a ton of sense for the Eagles. They value the defensive tackle spot. They need a defensive tackle. It's a foundational piece. It's an important piece, and it helps them right away. So rounding out my top 10 will be Khalil Kansi out of Pittsburgh. So that's how I see the top 10 going. Um, I think you'll see another trade for sure at one point into the top 10. So my guess is by the next time we do this, there'll be a different team in this top 10 that we're talking about. But as of now, three weeks out, that's how I view the top 10 of the NFL draft. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, and I'll talk to you guys next time.